Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and What's going on, D3 Nation? Hope everyone's having a great summer and enjoying some amazing international wrestling with the Cadet World Championships going on right now. Also, a lot of great wrestling out in Fargo with Junior Freestyle, Greco coming up, and 16U, and all the women's wrestling going on. So, amazing few weeks for wrestling fans leading up to the Olympic Games. So, make sure you guys are checking that out and tuning in to some great wrestling. Today we have on head coach for West Liberty University, Dan Irwin. Coach Irwin, born and raised in Indiana, competed collegially in Manchester and then made a big coaching stint at Wabash College where they had a great run, uh, lots of team trophies before making the move to Division II where he was the head coach at Wheeling University and now at West Lib, which is coming off a great season. They were conference champs regional champs and then took home a fourth place team trophy with two individual national champs three in the finals so coach Erwin doing big things in division two happy to have him on take some time away from his uh, busy summer schedule so let's get into the show all right we're sitting here with coach Erwin. he is the head coach for the hilltoppers at west liberty university now division two program based in west virginia um but Started his uh, Division Three career at Manchester as an athlete, uh, wrestled there, was a national qualifier for them, and then had a lot of coaching at Wabash before t going on to the Division Two. So, Coach Irwin, uh, awesome to have you on, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. Excited to talk wrestling today. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, let's get into it a little bit. Let's uh, also get into your D3, uh, you know, your career uh, coaching at Wabash. But let's start with the most recent stuff, you being at West Liberty. Uh, COVID year, 2021, but man, you guys crushed it. Um, you know, congrats on the regional coach of the year, conference coach of the year. And, and uh, you know, your athletes did an amazing job of persevering through all this adversity. And, you know, you guys brought home a team trophy. So talk a little about the 2021 season and, uh, you know, all the accomplishments you guys got. Well, I think you touched on it. You know, our, our guys, you know, they persevered through a lot. You know, our, our coaching staff, our athletic training staff, our administration, you know, for, for each and every school, there was a lot to, to work through. But I was just really, uh, you know, pleased with, you know, the way our, our group of, uh, you know, people from our, our training staff to our athletes and, and coaches and families just, you know, they, they laid it all on the line and, and made it happen each and every day. And was it, you know, perfect for us, you know, far from it. But, you know, gosh dang. Uh, was it a fun year and getting a chance to compete and wrestle for things that, that matter, uh, you know, like, you know, the conference and, and regionals and obviously the national tournament. Uh, those are our fun times of the year that, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with the previous year's national tournament getting canceled, it was, it was nice to have, you know, it was almost kind of awkward at the beginning, like, dang, we're really doing this again. And, uh, you know, we, we had quite the tournament. Yeah, no doubt. You guys certainly did. Um, you know, uh, pushed three guys to the national finals, you know, brought home two national champs. And, 
Um, you know, your first year at West Live, uh, those guys that you had at Wheeling, they they weren't there, but they joined this past year, correct? Warner and, uh, and Craig? Yeah, correct. Yeah, we, uh, Tyler Warner and, and Connor joined this past year. We had about uh, you know, 12 guys that transferred up, you know, from, from Wheeling Jesuit and then uh, you know, coach, uh, coach Lacey, you know, came with me then too, which, you know, he's made a huge impact. You know, he did a, a Jesuit and then, you know, he has here, you know, he's, uh, he's a rock for us. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and he just came off a great performance down at Pan Am's, correct? Didn't he medal down there? Yeah. He got a bronze medal at 97 kilos. Um, you know, he's a national representative for Costa Rica and, uh, yeah, he, it was his best, best wrestling yet. You know, that's something that, uh, He's got a lot, lot more left in the tank, and excited to see him compete. You know, this fall at the Worlds. Awesome! And while you're on your coaching staff, rounding out your your coaching staff, I believe you have another uh, Division three guy on there. Cam, Cam Timok was he part yeah. of your staff as well? Yeah, Coach Timok. Uh, you know, a couple time All American for Central College out in Iowa, and uh, you know he had a great first year. And you know, it's nice. You know, it wasn't exactly planned that way, but you know, he's about you know five foot four, buck forty. So you know, from the small guy on staff to, you know, we got Coach Carpenter, who's a Westlip grad. Um, you know, he's about uh, you know six one, you know two eighty. So you know, we we cover a wide range of uh, weights, and uh, you know, Coach Bunch in the middle, who was an All American here at West Liberty and had an outstanding you know collegiate career. And so yeah, we uh, we have some good ones. That's awesome, and. Just, uh, you know, for the listeners, um, to put into context how historic the season was, obviously West Liberty, you know, they have a lot of history in the NAI and then a lot of success at Division II level, but you guys were able to knock out a lot of firsts this year. So just just explain that a little bit and how that feels to kind of, you know, re rewrite the record books a little bit, but now set the expectations even more for the Hilltop program. Yeah, it was a historic year. I think like anything uh... – you know, people talked and said, hey, you know, maybe they can, maybe they can't. You know, a lot of people on campus, hey, I, I think they can. And, you know, they throw their, their support behind us. But, you know, it's one thing to, to talk about it. It's another thing to, to do it and, and, you know, execute and perform in those moments. And, you know, for us to bring home, you know, fourth place, you know, team trophy it was the first one in the NCAA era for, for West Liberty. So, you know, it was NAIA up until 1995. They were national runner-ups. Uh, and uh, in 1995, they brought home uh, another team trophy, I believe, in 1986. So really the third team trophy, but first one ever in the NCAA era. And also the first, you know, super regional ever um, for West Liberty, uh, capturing that team, um, you know, title then too. And then, yeah, yeah, throw in our conference, which is, you know, pretty fledgling, you know, in Mountain East Conference that uh, this was just the second year, you know, competing for, for that. And, you know, we were able to, you know, take home the, the conference title. So, you know, a lot of first, you know, the first time ever that, you know, we've had, you know, the program's had three in the finals, you know, the first time it's had two champs in a year. Um, you know, we, uh, I think we set the record for most scholar All-Americans or tied it. We had nine scholar All-Americans this year, uh, you know, so not only on the map, but, you know, in the classroom too, uh, you know, we, we did a lot of, a lot of good things. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and again, another piece to the point, like you just said, you know, you guys are doing on the academic end too. And I think, uh, you know, those top programs are finding a way to build, you know, that lifestyle with, with all their athletes. And it seems like you guys are doing a great job over there. And um, you guys have been busy this summer too. Uh, you know, summer wrestling camps are getting back. So, you know, talk a little bit about the summer camp season for you guys and, and how that uh, pieced out for you guys this year. Well, back in the saddle, you know, just like having a national tournament, it was nice to, to have a camp and, 
uh, you know, the welcome, you know, about a hundred, you know, wrestlers here, you know, we had about, uh, 90 something, you know, male. And then, you know, we had six, you know, female wrestlers on campus and, you know, we had, uh, you know, not only our staff doing some technique, but, you know, former, you know, division three, you know, standout, you know, four-time national champ, right over fever and, you know, showing, you know, some technique and working with campers. And it was just fun to be able to, you know, obviously this area is phenomenal in wrestling already, but it would be able to just spend the week and it's refreshing, you know, I think for myself and our staff to, to work with not only uh, you know, high schoolers, but, you know, middle schoolers and, and elementary, they have a little different, uh, you know, viewpoint on wrestling and, and how they perceive it. And I, it's, uh, it's good uh, to, to look at it a little different ways and connect with them and help them, you know, on their you know, journey to, to where they want to be at, you know, in wrestling. And I think more importantly in life that, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, we're trying to, to help them learn at camp that uh, are, they're going to be able to apply to, academically and socially and, and how they, they handle their, their business day in and day out. Awesome. Yeah. I know me and my brother, we've been on the, the camp circuit for a while and, you know, it always is fun to, to, you know, connect with different people um, and, you know, just see it, different wrestling communities. Um, at the end of the day, it is a very tight knit community. So it's pretty cool just to make those connections. And before we get into a little more of your personal story, which a uh, general get into, which just you know, look forward, just, you know, nothing crazy, but a quick, quick look forward to next year i'm sure you guys are really excited you guys return a lot a lot of firepower a lot of ncaa points are coming back um so just talk about you know uh how excited you are and you know what you're looking forward to next year well, i'm excited yeah it's something i think about every single day you know we we return all 10 of our starters from you know the, the ncaa regional championship team and you know with all those guys coming back and you know i think uh you know, just guys getting some matches underneath their belt. That was one of the things we're really happy this past year was just, you know, getting everybody, you know, I think 10 plus matches that uh, we have some unknown guys, I believe that uh, are really going to challenge, you know, some of these, um, you know, student athletes that have been in our lineup for that starting spot. And, you know, so it's a, uh, it's a very high powerful, uh, you know, packed uh, team, but I think it's, uh, it's a team that, uh, not only uh, returns a lot, but then we, we add in our recruiting class that, that we signed with just a lot of good people. And uh, it's going to make for some, some fun matchup to see you know, who comes up uh, on top. And a, a lot of those, I think it's going to put us in position to, again, you know, not only compete for a trophy, but I think, uh, you know, with the year of a being there, uh, put us in position, I think, to compete for a team title. Yeah, that's great. And, and like, like what would have happened in division three and division two, you guys cut some qualifier spots this year. So there was yeah. some guy, you guys, you had some guys on the chopping block that were like right away could be scoring points for you guys. Without a doubt. Um, you know, we had Ty McGeary, West Allegheny, you know, PA guy. He had a, an awesome year. Um, you know, we just didn't get votes and you know, it's the, you never will ever, you know, live on votes, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I believe he would have been an all American you know, that, you know, that's hindsight now, you know, but I know what Ty's been doing, you know, here in the off season and, you know, he just actually competed in the match and took care of business there. And you know, I think uh, he's going to be a guy that he's not looking to get on the podium. He's living his life in a way that, you know, it's, he's going to be in position for a title and, you know, and guys like Chase Morgan, who were already out there and a number of other guys that, uh, it's just a matter of time, you know, and that's, that's what it's going to take for us too. you know, to compete with a St. Cloud, a Carney, uh, much like any team race, you know, you have to be perfect with six guys. Um, 
you, know, you get, you know, eight, nine guys, it allows you a little bit more room for uh, error per se, which is ultimately going to be the teams that win it. Yeah. And then uh, like Anthony was saying, before we move on to kind of more your career uh, for the, for the listeners viewers that don't know. So uh, D2 did move to the super regional format. Um, and I believe it's top three. Is it back to top three now that go to national? Well, it was top, top three this past year. They took, uh, depending on the regional, but for ours, they took 25. So five third place finishers didn't get to go um, okay. this past year. And I haven't heard anything. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I would say passively excited about <laughs> yeah. coming up on next week with what's going to be announced or, or not announced on, you know, I hope that we're going to be back at normal. That's what was, has been said, but it's one thing for it to be said. It's another thing for it to be stamped by the NCAA and say, Hey, we're back to top three, which, uh, yeah, a regional like ours, uh, that's, uh, that's a big deal to get that next guy out there. You know, time and Gary's there, we're, we're probably a point better, which finishes us third and not fourth. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, for people that didn't see the D2 race was super tight. So any kind of points at all. So, you know, like Anthony was saying, kudos to you guys. It was an amazing season. And like I was talking to you to be even before this, uh, we didn't really have a season. So it was kind of fun to see a local team in our area do really well. And uh, I think you got the sky's the limits for you guys, especially with all 10 returning. And you said you have a good recruiting class coming in, plus other guys that are going to be competing for spots, iron sharpens iron. So uh, best of luck there. Um, but moving now kind of more to your career, uh, when did you get into the sport of wrestling and um, was it always something that you knew you wanted to do like pretty much your whole life? I mean, you've been competing and now coaching pretty much your whole career. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a part of me. I, I started wrestling pretty young, you know, four or five years old. You know, didn't find uh, much of any success, but at the same time, I, you know, my parents, Hey, you want to go to practice? Yep. I want to go back. Um, you know, and it kind of led me, you know, I thought potentially I was going to play, you know, basketball in, in high school and, you know, I was about, you know, five foot four, five foot three, maybe a hundred pounds. And, uh, you know, uh, wasn't, wasn't for me. And luckily, you know, that led me to wrestling in, in high school and, and now being able to, to have wrestling as a career, but I, I knew kind of in high school, I wanted to be a coach. You know, my brother was, I would say a cycle behind me in my senior year of high school, he was an eighth grader. And, so when I was in middle school, I'd go back to his, you know, club practices, high school to middle school and college to his high school. And something that, uh, you know, when I showed up to, to Manchester, I, you know, asked people to ask, oh, what are you going to do when you, you know, graduate? And I'm going to be a coach. I didn't even know what that even entailed at the time. I just knew that's what I, I wanted to do. I enjoyed it. It was a passion. And uh, my parents pushed me to, to go to college. Um, and luckily, they, they gave me that, that nudge, I would say. Very cool. So yeah, you, you spoke about Manchester uh, in the recruiting process was, were they like your number one or was it like a, a lengthy out kind of process? Cause I'm, you were originally from the state of Indiana. Uh, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. I grew up just, just South of uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana in the Northeast part. Uh, okay. I want to say it was a lengthy process. You know, they're an hour away from me. I think the year before I got there, they were maybe seventh or eighth in, in division three and, Okay. Uh, you know, kind of a perennial top 10 team, um, you know, at, in the last you know decade prior to me getting there, I believe. And just, I knew they were good. Uh, you know, my senior year didn't go as planned in high school and kind of same thing in college, but uh, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I just kind of showed up on campus in the summer and coach Jarman was like, Erwin, you're, 
what are you doing? I'm like, I'm here to, for orientation. I'm coming to school. <laughs> there you uh, go. You know, and you know, I had a uh, lucky that, uh, you know, coach Jarman, uh, you know, was, was my coach in, in college. Cool. And then when you were in uh, school, uh, did Manchester always have that kind of like that Spartan classic? It's like actually one of the, one of the premier D3 tournaments, I would say. It's a really good tournament in the middle of the year who, who doesn't compete out there. It's a good mix of D3, D2s, and NAI schools. Yeah, so it was going on when I was there. Uh, yeah, that's something that uh, I looked forward to. Good mix. I take my team there. You know, now, you know, one, it's good to get back to, to where I went to school, but two, just a good mix of, of teams and, and talent and, um, you know, get our entire team competing and, and together, you know, makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, it's a very good tournament. We were out there a few years back and the field was, it was a good field. So for any division three programs looking for a good meteor tournament, uh, that's something to look into. And then you said your senior year, obviously in high school and college didn't finish up the way you wanted, but you always knew you wanted to get into coaching. So talk about those next steps. Um, whenever you were wrapping up your career where there's some college wrestling opportunities or did you, uh, were you just strictly looking high school to start? Well, um, you know, my senior year of college, you know, I finished with a torn LCL meniscus, you know, and then a week later I tore my hip flexor in the same leg, which kind of ended Jeez. my senior year in college. And, uh, you know, where I didn't, wasn't able to, you know, wrestle, um, at the level uh, I was wanting to wrestle at, but, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, probably a, a trying time in my life where I had to learn a lot about myself and, so I, I didn't actually finish up my degree that fourth year. I started coaching high school, um, started uh, head high school coach, um, head middle school coach, and then restarted the club at the um, you know school I was at, Bluffton High School um, there in Bluffton, Indiana. And so there'd be you know three days, uh, you know two days a week. I'd go from high school practice to middle school practice to running club practice, and uh, you know with you know working in I worked in the school at that time uh, while I was finishing up my, my degree at Manchester. Cool. That, yeah, that's an, that's an awesome opportunity. You know, obviously it's a lot going on, but you know, kind of those opportunities and learning, learning on the curve with all those different, wearing those different hats probably prepared you for uh, where you're at now in your coaching career. So uh, from the high school level, um, was Wabash the next step after that? Did you get hired at Wabash or was there one more? Yeah. Yeah, so Wabash was the next step. Uh, you know, now you know I was fortunate. So I, at the time, I was kind of just deciding, hey, do I want to be a high school teacher and coach, or you know, and I sat in you know the classroom per se all day thinking about wrestling, and I decided to put my name in for you know a couple couple college positions, and and Coach Anderson was uh, uh, one of my references. You know, Coach Anderson was was my assistant coach at Manchester my first two years in college before then he took Wabash's job as a head coach. And, uh, I was actually getting ready to go to Wisconsin to find, you know, potential housing for, a, you know, a position I thought I was going to take at the collegiate level. And he called me and was like, Hey, you know, my assistant just left, um, for a head coaching job. You know, how, how would you feel about coming here? And I was like, Hey, sounds like you saved me a trip to Wisconsin. And, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And I was fortunate, you know, to, to be able to land in, in that position and, you never know what direction your life's going to take you, but to, to have somebody um, that meant a lot to me as an athlete and coach Anderson to then you know, getting a chance to be hired by him and work hand in hand with him to, to build a program, uh, you know, very fortunate because, you know, I wouldn't be here in the position I, I am today if it wasn't for, you know, per se that, that two years of, 
you know, him pushing me and, and developing me and caring about me to then, you know, decide to, to hire me. Yeah, it's very cool. It's and, uh, wrestling. I mean, just uh, sports in general, it's always important to have great mentors. Um, so uh, that's great that he, you know, he reached out to you. And so your first year was 2009, 2010 at Wabash. Yeah, sounds correct. Yeah, you know, that's you know, I think this is year fourteen. Um, okay. You know, of, of you know, college coaching. Um, I think yeah, nine years at Wabash. Yeah, two, two. Yeah, so this will be year fourteen. Uh, Very cool. In the books. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long road. So yeah, go ahead, Ant. I know you wanted to kind of speak on Wabash a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously, you and Coach Anderson did an amazing job. Uh, you know, really building that little Giants program up, and. Um, you know, I was actually listening to an episode that, you know, you were on with uh, Donnie Hall, a good friend of ours, um, on his podcast, talking about the early days at Wabash, and everyone was telling you, why are you going there? You know, we're, it's not a great program. You know, why are you jumping into college there? And uh, so just talk about what your mindset was and, you know, honestly, where the program got to when, uh, when you left. Well, I think, uh, you know, mindset-wise, you know, I I believed in Coach Anderson. I believed in the, where he wanted to take the program. I knew that, you know, with his work ethic and his leadership that uh, it could be done, you know. So my, my I would say my blind, uh, you know, you know, faith was in, in him that uh, I knew what kind of worker he was and leader he was. And I felt like working with him day in and day out that anything was possible. So, you know, I told those people, hey, it's, it's going to happen. And you know, but at the same time, uh, you, you don't know what you're getting yourself into per se. And, you know, recruiting at a, in an all-male campus with extremely high academics and, you know, hoping financial aid packages are going to, you know, turn out good, you know, when, you know, the school has a pretty high, you know, top, uh, you know, dollar with tuition, room, and board, um, you know, presented a, a pretty uh, unique set of, of, you know, challenges that, you know, the you know, find the right people that, that could not only get it done academically, but then wrestle at a high level. And, you know, we're going to raise your culture up. Uh, you know, it was, you know, those first several years, uh, it wasn't all, uh, you know, sunshine and, and rainbows. That's for that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. But I, like you said, I think looking into it too, I think the pieces were there. I mean, Wabash's wrestling facility. I'm not sure what it was like when you got there, but I know right now it's one of the best facilities in the country. Was did you guys expand on that once you guys got there and started to build off of that? Or, well, I would say everything was built from you know I want to say from you know scratch. You know we have a very you know Wabash has a very strong alumni you know base and just a lot of passionate alums. You know Dr. You know uh, Shelbourne, you know being one of those people. But when we fir I first got there, we were in the wrestling room. Uh, it was a mat and a half. Uh, wrestling room you know we only had I think you know 16 you know 17 guys on the team that year uh, you know and then in that first recruiting class I believe we brought in you know 32 you know student athletes and we weren't in the room after my first year we were out in the field house you know practicing on mats you know luckily we didn't have to roll them up every day just occasionally but you know, between temperature and a number of things uh, you know I think for six of those years, six and a half of those years, then we were in the field house uh, when we, when we were in official season to then, and that was, you know, that, you know, facility was something we were working towards. You know, we had a, a roster now that we were at 40, 45 strong every single year. Um, you know, we were finding some more and more success on and off the mat every single year. And uh, the school, uh, 
you know, decided to, to listen to, you know, Coach Anderson and some other key influential people that, you know, that, that facility was a, would be a difference maker. And I think it is, you know, I was lucky to, to be in it for, uh, you know, half a season and then a, another full season before I departed. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's world-class and, you know, it's top-notch. And I think the expansion could be happening soon. Uh, you know, if I know Coach Anderson well, he's a builder and uh, he's always working towards uh, making things better. Yeah, no doubt. And same thing with his camps. I know he does an amazing job with his camps. The amount of people he puts in front uh, of those campers out there, the counselors he brings out there. I mean, I'm sure for your wrestling camps, that's kind of a model that you kind of built built around. Yes. Yeah, I learned a lot from from running those camps. I mean, we had one year, we had 700, I think, campers in one week. You know, for most years, we were around 500 campers. And, you know, being able to, you know, put on a first-class experience for, you know, each and every camper was something that's important to him and something that's important to me here. And, you know, being able to serve people at, at a high level, you know, I think that's that's ultra important that uh, you're just not throwing something out there and hope it goes well. You know, you put a lot of time and effort into it and you do that and plan, then usually it's going to go well. Yeah, no doubt. And you guys really started to hit your stride uh, towards the end of, of my career competing-wise when we were at Waynesburg. Um, and I know a big piece of that was obviously you guys were bringing in some hammers, uh, you know, and three of those hammers had the same last name in the Lefevre family. Uh, I just touch on them a little bit and, you know, the impact they really brought to that Wabash wrestling uh, culture, um, you know, and, and then kind of really showing that you could have success at a national level here as a, as a little giant. Well, I think, you know, those three guys were, were really important. You know, I think there was, you know, a couple couple guys, you know, before that that uh, really started to, uh, you know, turn the tide in our favor. You know, we had Greg, Greg Rhodes, who was a two-time All-American, you know, not only getting there but doing it again. You know, Jake Strasball, you know, he uh, he qualified his first and last years. And because of a screwy, you know, wild card process, didn't go. Um, heck, he didn't go one year. And he won the Midwest Classic, you know, the Premier Division II tournament. Wow. Country. He didn't mm-hmm. get a wild card, um, wow. you know, and, uh, but, you know, we had guys like, you know, early on like them that uh, really believed in that uh, they could get it done at Wabash and then went out there and did it that, uh, you know, started to really turn the tide to, to bring in, you know, Reese and Connor who we recruited really hard and a number of guys. And that uh, then it was just not one or two guys getting it done. You know, next thing you know, I, we, I think, you know, we took you know five and then you know, six and six and, you know, numbers like that, that uh, we're taking a, a crew out there rather than, a, you know, qualifier too. Right. And, and like we talked about earlier, you know, that puts you contention to compete for team trophies to get into that top 10, which, which you did. And, you know, your last few years there, you know, you guys brought home trophies. Um, I think uh, highlighted by your highest finish was third. You guys got third twice. Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, you know, we went third, fourth, third. The year before that, we were ninth. Um, you know, that was a crazy year. You know, Connor, he gets defensive fall in the match that, you know, he, you know, he was, I think, up two or three takedowns to zero. And uh, he gets defensive. You know, we get taken down at those, 97. Those Johnson and Wales, those Johnson and Wales guys are tricky. They're tricky. <laughs> they are. They are. Well, and, you know, Austin O'Neill, he lost in the A round, um, you know, at, at 197. You know, there was a guy that really helped, you know, uh, change our, our program. You know, just got us tougher. You know, he threw me through a door one time and I was like, gosh, <laughs> I, I didn't know really what to do. Um, I was like, I guess just get back in there and keep scrapping. Yeah. Like, 
truly whooped this guy in anything other than maybe wrestling, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we just, you know, we had a number of guys like that, that, uh, you know, really started to turn the table on, you know, they were, they were coming to Wabash to get a, get a top notch degree and, and then compete for championships. And obviously, you know, Connor and Reese and, and then Riley coming in and doing it as a freshman and then you know, doing it three more times, uh, you know, really, uh, started changing the, the culture to, you know, guys like Nick Bova, who, you know, we don't bring home a trophy, uh, you know, my last year there, he wins a crazy match in the, in the blood round. Um, you know, that, you know, he started off down six zero and it comes back and went to the 11, nine in overtime. Wow. You know? Right. And he was the Ironman that year. He, didn't he lose first round and then came yep. all the way back for third. Came all the way back for third. And he, you know, wow. he doesn't win that, win that match. You know, we don't bring home a trophy that year. Um, but toughness from guys like Nick Bova, Connor Brummett, you know, there's a, there's a multitude of people, right. That we can name, but, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Made, made it, made it a ton of fun. And, uh, you know, relationships with, with guys like that, that uh, we're in it for all the right reasons. Yeah. So you're having all the success, you know, team trophies are coming. You're finally, your vision that you have when you started is now here and, you know, you're competing for hopefully a national title in the next few years, but you eventually now, I mean, obviously you want to be a head coach. So spending your whole time in Indiana and then making the move now to, uh, West Virginia, you know, you started at, it was Wheeling Jesuit, now just Wheeling University. How hard was that, that process and to make that transition to, to move from Indiana to, to take over this program? Um, you know, it was tough. Uh, you know, luckily I was able to surround myself with some really good people. You know, part of the reason it was just tough was, you know, Coach Doyle who started the program. He was just, you know, such a great leader and, and man. And, you know, we're really good friends to, to this day. Um, guys loved him. And, you know, so when I arrived, I was like, you know, the stepdad that, that nobody wanted. And, uh, you know, and I just, I had to be patient and, you know, that was, you know, I want to say patience is one of my, my strong points and, you know, I want to get it done now. And if I can't get it done now, I'm going to figure out a way to get it done now. And as we know that, you know, relationships take time and, you know, that was, that was really the, the biggest thing was, you know, I had to be patient to, to build those relationships and, build trust with, you know, the, you know, student athletes that I in, inherited who were awesome to, you know, the incoming freshmen that I came in with that you know, I didn't recruit. And, uh, and so that was, that was, a, I want to say a steep learning uh, process. It was just something that uh, things take time and they don't happen overnight when regards to that. And um, that was the biggest challenge, I would say, you know, being in a new place, you know, wrestling's wrestling. Um, but, you know, I had a lot to figure out. I had my second child, you know, my wife's a, you know, killer. She, uh, she's middle of her pregnancy. We, we move, you know, three weeks later, we have our son, you know, three weeks later, you know, it's wrestling season officially starts. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. That's a lot. That's definitely a lot. But, you know, we, uh, we found uh, some more success uh, to keep on that, you know, after the year prior to me, they had a lot of success, you know, they had, you know, they were national dual runner ups and we, we were able to, have some good things happen that first year and then really load into a, a big second year at Wheeling Jesuit. For sure. Yeah. And you kind of uh, caught some people off guard that year. Um, I would say you caught St. Cloud off guard. You know, you guys were right at their heels to, to win that national title. And obviously St. Cloud for people that don't know, based in uh, Minnesota, one of the powerhouses in division two. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit, about obviously there was, there's a lot of adversity that comes after that success, but, you know, talk about the good times with that Cardinal program and, and, you know, you guys taking second in the country. 
well, just, you know, phenomenal people. You know, there was, you know, there were some other people uh, on campus, uh, you know, Putty, who's a big influential person in our team's life. You know, he was in ministry on campus and just a lot of people supporting us that just, you know, wasn't just, uh, you know, wasn't a team. You know, we, we had tons of socials and get togethers outside of wrestling that uh, just, you know, made our group fun. I mean, that second year at, you know, in NCAAs in Cleveland, I think we had 120 tickets sold, um, you know, there. Nice. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, gave us, I think, a little extra boost. But, you know, we went from, you know, we had our first national champion program history my first year in Terrence Fanning. And, you know, he wasn't, you know, even ranked the entire year. And he just kept coming on stronger and stronger. And, uh, you know, he got it done. And, you know, our team was there to witness that. And, you know, that spring really springboarded us in, hey, you know, Terrence got it done. You know, Dustin Warner got it done again. A number of these guys getting it done that uh, I can do it too. And, you know, that led to us taking six that second year and, and then going six for six, uh, having, you know, six All-Americans. And, you know, two guys, you know, two or three, three of those six were the first time they'd ever been at the national tournament. And one wins it, one gets third, and one gets uh, eighth. I believe or seven, yeah, eight. Um, you know, and one of those matches goes the other way. I think St. Cloud's 49 wins an overtime match to AA. And um, you know, we drop a uh overtime match in the semifinals. And if one of those matches goes the other way, I think you know, I think we're national champs and St. Cloud's second, you know, but uh, yeah, they they executed and performed, and that's why uh you know they're they've been the, the top team the last few years. Yeah, they uh, they've definitely been on a good run, and uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy how things change because you know you have a great season. You're gonna be probably preseason two or maybe one. I don't know what St. Cloud was returning, and then you get the tough news that uh, Wheeling is Jesuits dropping wrestling. Um, just to kind of talk about that process and kind of the whirlwind that is. I mean, you just moved from Indiana to West Virginia. You're on a great rise with this program. You pretty much just said you almost won a national title, and then the program grads dropped. Uh, just kind of talk about what you were going through and how you had to bring that news to the team and pretty much your next steps after that. Well, it was, you know, so the Monday following the national tournament, you know, that was probably the worst part about it. You know, we didn't have a true chance to uh, feel good about all the work and, um, effort that we put into not only, you know, those, those months on official season, but all the months leading up to it and, and time leading up to it. And, you know, they just, they made an announcement that, um, you know, they were going to be dropping some you know, academic programs, you know, athletics, you know, long story short, it's kind of here, there, you know, eventually they ended up, you know, dropping the program and it was, it was just challenging. It, it tested me as, as a leader. Um, it tested me. I'm, you know, try to be a very positive person. And, you know, the, the glass is always half full, if not full. And if it's not, how are we going to fill it up? And, uh, you know, that, to be able to lead them through that, that time, um, again, it's just like any, you know, any other day, right. It's about, you know, the student athletes and, and them as people and what they needed. And it was tough being on the phone with other coaches and being like, Hey, what about this guy? Well, yeah, he's phenomenal. That's why he's on our team. You know, he's, yeah. you know you'd love him just right. as much, you know, off the mat as what you think you're going to like him on the mat. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, a lot of just putting trust in, in God and just, you know, my family and you know the people around me and, you know, just, you know, there are some parents of, of some of our guys and, you know, some of those guys that transferred up, you know, right away that, uh, 
you know, really embraced, you know, not only myself, but, you know, the, the other group of men, because, you know, there's some of them that didn't have a lot of support. And it was, you know, ultimately really, you know, and probably still to this day, the, the worst time in, in their life. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, to be able to, you know, bring 12 of them up, you know, um, to West Liberty. And that's what kind of led to me choosing West Liberty ultimately. You know, there was a, you know, a number of things that are, is awesome about the Hilltop from our alums and administration, but um, it also gave me the, uh, I would say, freedom to, to stick with them. Um, yeah. That, you know, there was a couple uh, other choices that I could have went and coached at that it would have been a goodbye. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that, hey, I'll see you next time I see you rather than, hey, the door's open. I want to be your coach. I want to stay with you each and every day. And, you know, luckily, uh, a large group of guys decided to make that decision. And then you know, we ended up, uh, you know, Tyler Warner and Connor Craig, and then uh, Christian Rivera, who was one of our starters last year. Okay. Know, he finished out his degree at, at, at Wheeling. And then, you know, he transferred up last year and uh, had a heck of a good year and um, mm-hmm. really pushed us to another level with, with his effort and attitude. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very cool. Um, how, you know, one door closed, but another one opened and, you know, people that don't know, Wheeling and West Liberty is pretty close to each other. So that's why uh, it yeah. worked out geographically for those transfers. Like it wasn't just like they were moving across like another state or anything like that. So it really was a great opportunity uh, overall, not just for you, but to stick with those guys um, and kind of hitting the point when you were coming to Wheeling, you know, coming into a new situation, the relationships you had to build. Now you're going to West Lib. And, you know, besides those, those transfers you mentioned, you mentioned Ty McGeary earlier, then you had Alec Cook, another good kid come in. So you're bringing all these transfers in. And I, you know, I wonder just kind of the transition for you at West Lib. Was it tough? Because there was a team already there, you know? Like, what were these yeah. guys thinking? Or, you know, how were they uh, approaching the situation? I mean, obviously, you know, wrestlers are all competitors and they want to have the best team, the best situation. But, you know, a lot of guys then known, hey, my starting spot might get taken. So I was just wondering how that kind of transition went for you. Well, you know, one thing I, I inherited a great group of guys, you know, Coach Coach Smith, Coach Leggett, you know, Coach Carpenter. Coach Carpenter, I, you know, I mentioned him earlier. I got a chance to retain him. And, you know, they did an awesome job. They had the program heading in the right direction. So I inherited a, a, just a great group of guys. And, um, you know, did some things change here and there? Yes. You know, without a doubt, what, um, but with that, though, too, that they understood that, you know, hey, it takes what it takes. This is the plan. This is the process. And, you right. know, they stayed with that process. And it was going to lead to good things for them. And, you know, so they, they welcomed, you know, the group of transfers up with, uh, you know, open arms. You know, you mentioned earlier the proximity. You know, it's about eight miles, about 20 minutes is the separation between the schools. And so my okay. commute's just a little bit longer. But, you know, they gelled really quickly. And, you know, the half you know, such a big contingent of, of guys that have been through the system, through the process. They knew what was around the next corner. I think helped that group that uh, was already here, you know, make some of those adjustments a little smoother than if I had just arrived and they didn't have some of that uh, insight from, from their fellow teammates. And, and we do some different things that uh, I think makes our program, uh, you know, special in my opinion that, uh, you know, it's more than just wrestling and, you know, so we were doing some things that, that got them closer together and allow them to start building those relationships uh, sooner rather rather than later. And, you know, which I think springboarded us, you know, into to year two. 
Definitely. And like you said, uh, uh, since you already, you inherited a group, good group of guys at West Slab, you know, a lot of programs that are successful, their best leaders, besides obviously the coaching staff, are their wrestlers. So besides you building a new culture and kind of get on, like you have your guys that kind of came over with you and this culture is already kind of in their head and it was kind of just a little smoother transition. You can see the big jump you had because you went from, now I know your, your first year, there was a lot of injuries. A lot of your really good guys got hurt ding that year. But I mean, you went from two national qualifiers to the NWCA all American the year, the nationals got, you jumped to six national qualifiers. And we said earlier, easily could have been maybe seven or eight any other year with the old process. And you had four All-Americans too. So you can see just how it jumped so quickly. And um, I guess kind of what we hit earlier, is that you think the biggest rise of the program, just the people in it and how your culture is pretty much set now there at the Hilltop? Yeah, I think it's the people in it. You know, again, I mentioned our alums, our alums, you know, our administration, like, you know, they love wrestling. You know, our alums, you know, we have a lot of people back and reaching out to us. And, you know, they they fueled this thing. You know, we've we've changed a lot from facilities to, to helping increase our scholarship model to, to a number of things that, um, you know, that wouldn't have been done without their their passion for it. You know, you can I kind of joke around, you have the best best ideas in the world, but, you know, if you don't have the financial resources to, to make those ideas come to life, then, you know, they're just ideas. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so we were able to, to make some some just really strong enhancements to, to the program. And, um, you know, and just then you, you go to people like Chase and Chance Morgan, you know, um, Ronnie D'Amico, you know, you know, a few of those guys like that, that uh, they welcomed me with open arms. You know, they were excited about my arrival. And, um, you know, you got a guy like Chase who bought into the system from day one. I mean, Chance and, and Ronnie did too, but I guess this is a, a good uh, insight. To, you know, Chase was, I think, 18 and 15 uh, my first year here. And then, okay. you know, this year, you know, I think he placed six at the regional. And then this year, um, yeah, I, I don't know what his final record is, but he qualifies to the national tournament. He beats an undefeated returning All-American you know, in the semifinals to put himself into the finals. And, uh, you know, he goes from a 500 wrestler to, you know, one of the best 165 pounders in the country. And, you know, he did that because, you know, his relentless pursuit to, to the details and, you know, you know, having some blind faith in the beginning to seeing some of that stuff starting to come to fruition. And I think anytime anybody that's having a little bit of doubt, sees some of that, um, yeah. you know, it, it just starts throwing gasoline on the fire and, Obviously, uh, I would say that the fire is pretty hot right now. Yeah, definitely. And uh, for people that don't know, Chase is a fun wrestler to watch. He has a great motor. I mean, I think I watched that kid a lot this year, and he won a lot of matches. He was down in the third period. I mean, his uh, – I can't remember. I don't know if it was regionals. I think it was his semifinals match at uh, the conference tournament. That was nuts. That was a, against another national qualifier from uh, Davis Elkins. I can't remember the kid's name exactly, but yeah, that was no guitar. yeah, really yeah, tough really tough, tough wrestler. And that was, you know, just like you said, this relentless pursuit. He was down. You could just see his motor was going. And he had like a, he got an overtime uh, takedown to win the match. And um, I, re I really think with the mentality like that, with your team and the culture like that, I, I definitely can see you guys uh, not just winning regionals again, but winning nationals again. Uh, with uh, the core you have coming back. So um, kind of wrapping up here. I mean, Ant, I don't know if you had anything else to add to that. No, no, you summed it up perfectly. And uh, 
you know, great stuff from Coach Irwin. For any coaches out there trying to build a top-notch program, this has been a great conversation. Um, from uh, from a coaching standpoint, always always was uh, curious. You know, you spent most of your time in Division Three, where there's no athletic scholarship. Now you make the move to Division Two, and obviously now there is money that you can give out. Was there a learning curve there? And just talk about how that's a little bit different in the recruiting process now that you have athletic money to use. Yeah, I think like any recruiting process, you know, communication is key and, you know, getting students through the process of being admitted and, you know, finding out what their financial aid package looks like or, or doesn't look like. And, you know, I think um, if, if anything, it, you know, can it help? Sure. But at the same time, um, you know, my approach, you know, really didn't change, you know, building relationships, finding out who they are or who they aren't and you know, do they fit into what we want and, so, you know, I had to learn a little bit about it, but at the same time then too, that, uh, you know, you know, no matter what division you're in, it takes talent and you gotta be able to go out and get talent. And if you can back that up with, you know, a good person that's behind that talent, then, uh, you know, it's going to lead to, I think, uh, successful, you know, team finishes and, and things of that nature. But, you know, recruiting's recruiting. And I don't think it, it matters what, what division you're at. Um, you gotta put the time and effort into it and, just like Fargo going on right now that, uh, you know, I can't, I've watched over a hundred matches, you know, and taking notes and writing names and connecting dots. And, and we want to find that next Hilltopper that not only uh, wants to win a national title, you know, wants to be a scholar all American, but you know, that wants to win a team title then too. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, G. No, that's a good point. Um, for people to know, you know, recruiting is like recruiting, like you said, coach, and you really got to not just try and sell your program. You got to sell the school and the academic programs and you want to build these kids for the future. So really good points there. Um, me and Anthony always like to finish each episode uh, kind of like with a D3 testimonial, pretty much what D3 wrestling meant to you and uh, your life and kind of where you're at now in your coaching career. So if you just want to hit on that. Yeah, you know, Division Three, uh, you know, it was it was where I was at. You know, I landed me with the right people. You know, with Coach Jarman, Coach Anderson. You know, I had some other really good coaches in, in college too. But ultimately, it's it's helped define who I am. And I, I think um, you know, not only as a person and just you know, again, I you guys touched on the you know having scholarship money is that, is that nice? Sure, but it doesn't change the way you you treat people and how you feel about people. And, you know, I was treated and, and at, a, at a high level at, at Manchester and, and how me and, and Coach Anderson and our other coaches, you know, that uh, coach with there, we wanted to treat how we wanted to treat our guys. It's just something that uh, is huge, you know, because there isn't, a, I would say, a, a, a sticker price on you trying to tell you how important you are. Like, no, if you're putting the work in, you're important. And uh, you know, you're building the right relationships. You're important. And so it's, it's really transformed who I am. And I think uh, because of uh, spending that time in that, it's, it's amplified, I think, what I, you know, kind of coach I am and kind of the success that uh, I've been able to find just so far, you know, in the Division two level. And so I owe it a ton. You know, it's those relationships that uh, have meant the world to me. They were all happened because of my time at Manchester and teammates I'm still talking to this day to you know, the guys that I coached and uh, you know, still razzing them about how they, they kind of take me down, you know, while I was there. <laughs> like that. But, uh, it's awesome. the world, you know, it's division threes and, you know, the coaches and, and athletes and just everybody around it. It's uh, I would, you know, 
I've only been division two for, for four years, but, uh, uh, I'd say division three is a very tight knit community. Um, because I think of the, the find the right word, like the, just how, how straightforward and real people are, you know? So, cause mm -hmm. there isn't money, money behind it per se. Right. Like there's addition to. Gotcha. No, really well said. And, uh, like my brother said, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and, um, yeah. Couldn't have said any better myself. And you got anything else to add? No. Yeah. Just huh. keep the great, great work in West Virginia coach crushing it, man. Um, yeah. It's best of luck. Watch. Best of luck next year. Well, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody competing and just, you know, I want to say getting back to normal. I just say getting back to what we, we love to do and, you know, competing yeah. and, and having fun and traveling and doing the things that you know, make things like this show a, a reality, you know, um, that we have awesome things to talk about and, and spend time together. So kudos to you guys. I appreciate for having me on and be able to talk, uh, not only uh, Hilltopper wrestling, but, you know, division three wrestling, which has shaped my life. That's for sure.